You are listening to the Dream Life Designer Podcast, brought to you by My Empowered Living. Today's episode is titled, How to Inspire, Lead, and Gain Confidence and Authority Through Speaking, with special guest, Lori Ann Morabito. Lori Ann is a speaking coach and strategist, working with clients to communicate with confidence and leverage speaking opportunities to be positioned as the expert, attract high-end clients, and monetize their authority. A reformed, painfully shy gal who accidentally became a professional speaker, Lori Ann combines her 25 years as an award-winning speaker, master coach, and obsession with her clients' results. Lori Ann's the best-selling author of Rethink Leadership and Rethink Your Leadership and host of the Be In Demand podcast. A few of her clients are Fortune 500 and 1000 companies, such as Johnson & Johnson, American Towers, along with many online entrepreneurs, such as Sabrina Phillip and Adam Flores, who are changing the way online businesses look today. Listen in as Lorianne shares how you can begin to share your story powerfully and confidently and get more speaking opportunities in order to increase your sales and impact. Hi, I'm Uchechi Ezrike Basse, and if you're ready to create a business and life that you love, then you're in the right place. I am a strategist, author, speaker, and publisher, helping passion-driven entrepreneurs create more wealth, confidence, impact, and freedom through their purposeful businesses. I infuse my unique combination of strategic planning, mindset mastery, and universal wisdom for you to experience quantum transformation and breakthroughs in your life and in your business. Yes, it really is possible to build a thriving business doing what you love. Keep listening and I'll show you how. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the Dream Life Designer podcast, Lori Ann. Honestly, I'm so excited for you to come in and kick off this conversation today. Oh, me too. I've been so looking forward to this because, you know, like I, I'm just a little, I'm just a tiny bit passionate about this speaking <laughs> thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to jump right in. Okay. So, because we both know just how important speaking is for building authority and credibility in your business. Why do you feel that is the case? Like why is speaking, you know, have this perception and people see it as a way to really stand out and showcase your expertise? Why do you think that's the case? Okay. I got a couple of answers to that. Mm. And the first one is, you know, they say, whoever they are, <laughs> they say 90%, 95% of the population is afraid of public speaking. So that means if you are speaking, whatever form of speaking that is, and I believe that speaking needs to be redefined and stages needs to be redefined. Mm. But if you are a speaker, then you already are a part of that like 5%. And most of the audience is like, wow, I wish I could do that. Mm. So that would be my first reason because it really does position you as the expert. And let's yeah. face it, clients hire experts. Bingo. Right. <laughs> you know, and then, the, and then the, the second reason is like, really like your audience is really supporting you and wants, really wants you to do well. So not only is like most of the audience is like, I wish that I could be that person that's up there. You're going to stand out and think about, um, and I always ask audiences this when I'm speaking in person or even virtually, I ask them like, how, you know, like if you were 
like to hire somebody, you know, and let's just say like the person that's in the front of the room, they're a, they're a health coach, but you're sitting right next to a health coach. I'm like, who are you going to hire? Mm. The person that's sitting next to you or the person that's in the front of the room. Wow. And only like 95% of the time people say the person that's in the front of the room. Yeah. Like there's just that automatic, you know, even whether it's the truth or not, you know, better, you are better, you know, there's a higher status that comes because almost even I think physically you're on stage, you're higher from a subconscious or unconscious level. Is that, do you feel that's the yes. case? Yes, mm. that, that is also true. Yeah. It gives you instant authority. Like mm-hmm. why would whatever association, whatever conference it is, you know, whoever's running the mastermind bring you in if you weren't an expert. Mm, Love, love that. Okay. So I have to ask you, so you went from being an introvert to becoming a professional speaker. Hello. So how were you able to do this? And like, we just talked about where you just said, you know, 90% of the people fear speaking in public. So what advice can you give to so many people who fear speaking in public and like on a stage in front of people? Okay. So I want the audience to know that I am a reformed, painfully shy girl who can even make <laughs> eye contact with wow. people. So I went from that to walking onto stages. So Incredible. there was a point late in my teens where I remember thinking that not making eye contact, this is not going to serve me in the long run. So literally was, let me just like make like a few, a few seconds. Okay. Nothing bad happened. Nobody hit me. Nobody punched me. Nobody told me that what I had to say wasn't good enough. Mm. I was just being, I was just being part of a conversation. So that's how I slowly got to make eye contact with people. And then I literally started to, um, I accidentally fell into speaking. And so I'll I'll give it, I'll give the short version to the story. (laughs) And that is, I had left my corporate job because I was going to be a life coach and I'm going to like, you know, like, you know, people, I'm going to attract clients somehow without get actually getting visible. <laughs> cause you know, cause if you build it, they will they come. Will come girl. <laughs> right? We've all been told that. Okay. So we're putting together this networking event because women network differently. So we wanted education along with actual networking. Mm-hmm. And because the education, they literally like a few of them looked, pointed at me and said, you do the speaking. And I was like, and my head bounced up and down saying yes. And inside I was thinking, what are you doing? You <laughs> don't do public speaking. Wow. <laughs> and so self-integrity is one of my highest Mm. values. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And Yudreski, I swear, I never thought about, can I do this? Or is this going to, am I going to fail? Or what, what, like what bad could happen? I was just like, I said, I would do this. So I guess I'm going to do this. Mm. So I stepped into what I call there are three, three different types of speakers. There's the motivational, there's the college professor, and then there's the, what I call, what you want to be, is the marketer. I fell into the college professor, which mm. meant I got up there and there was no beginning. I just started teaching. Mm. No stories, just giving some facts, just teaching for 15 minutes. And this is how I ended. Okay, now I'm done. I literally said, now I'm done. And if you want to talk to me, I'll be in the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now I share that story a lot with people because I also want them to realize that that was not good. Like there was no structure to my speech. I didn't know what I was doing, but I went from that and the next speech was a little bit better. And the next speech was a little bit better. So for everybody who's thinking, I wish I could do that. You know, that's great for you, Laurieann. It's like, you start small, start really small. You like speaking doesn't have to be a giant audience. Mm, It can be bring five people on zoom bring five people into your living room. It could be raising your hand and asking a question at a meeting, you know, whether that's in your company or whether it's like at an association, just, just like these tiny, just these tiny steps add up over time. Mm-hmm. I love, I want to just underscore, go back to a couple of things you said. I actually love the fact that you've broken speaking down into three. And as you said it, I can see it, you know, the motivational, the college professor and the marketer, which really it's about teaching. I, I want to go deeper in that, but I want to also underscore what you just said about how can we get started is where it's about the commitment. I think it's so important to just commit to doing it. And also where, I mean, we both, um, you know, we met through a program and we both have share our same mentor where one of the things uh, it reminded me what you just said about what he says, where I think sometimes we wait for confidence, but what you said about just showing up and you did the first thing you were nervous and you just showed up. And so, you know, he always says confidence comes from competence and competence comes from doing the thing over and over and over again. And if we wait till we're confident to speak, you're not going to. So just show us. So I love that you said that because like, I think it almost gives people people permission. That's okay. If you're not great your first time, the great speakers that you see were not great the first time, but just commit to doing it. Cause you said, yes. So now you've committed. So anybody commit to it and show up. So thank you really for saying, for sharing that. Cause I think that's so important. Um, let people to recognize that like you, you came from a shy introvert to now teaching people to <laughs> yes. do this. So I love that. Um, but I want to go back to this whole marketing thing. Like, can you, um, if you can quickly, like that marketer talk, like, you know, can you just give me like a line of like, what does that definition? And as of course, as entrepreneurs, that's what we need to be doing when we speak. Can you just talk a little bit about that if you can? I, I love yes. that, that. Yes. You know, the, the college professor is what most people fall into because they almost want to prove how much they know and they over deliver and they give too much information that the audience is like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. So they don't do anything. Whereas the marketer gives almost like, here's a couple of baby steps. Here's why you want to do this. Here's how to do this. And like, and at the end, they make the audience an offer That is like the next best step. And when I say like the next best step, it's going to be the next best step for the people that it's the next best step for if they're at that, that correct point in their business, in their life, depending on what you're speaking on and who you serve. So in other words, you are attracting, you are pulling in the right people you are pushing away the wrong people that are in your audience, but those people that I'm kind of like air quotes, wrong people, they're also great referrals. They might not Mm. be ready for you now, but they'll be able to like when they're chatting with a friend, oh, I know exactly who you need to talk to. I know exactly who you need to follow, who you need to work with. So they become really great referral agents also. 
Okay. I love that. So, okay. Here's the thing, right? Now we know it's important and all that piece. And I mean, I think people are like, I want to get in there. How can I do this? And I'm sure for you, you know, a common question so many people ask when it comes to speaking is where can I find the best places for speaking opportunities? Oh. So any suggestions and feedback, like, you know, oh, yeah. be great for, you know, for paid ones or even ones where they can leverage um, and actually get their message out there. Like you said, to be able to position their offers in the top. So where can people find these speaking opportunities? Yes. So I, so I think that there are, and I, and I talk a lot about this, there's a bunch of speaking opportunities that are right under your nose right Ooh, now. Do tell. Yeah. So look at the places that you're already going. Look at the meetings, the networking events, the chamber events, the Facebook groups, the people that you follow on Instagram. If you're over on LinkedIn, like who can you, who, what, what speaking opportunities are already right there? It's just that nobody knows that you're a speaker. So they don't know to ask you. So you, those are the places that I would start with because it's going to give you experience. And if you are paying a, a membership to like a, like a chamber event or some sort of a professional association, you know, like that group of people, they, they know you, they already love you. Mm. So they would be glad to like, oh, you can speak on this particular topic. Fantastic. Like, but you just have to ask and here's how, here, here's how I'm going to tell you to ask, ask them what their process is for hiring and booking speakers. Ooh. That doesn't say hire me. It just says, Hey, I'm super curious about the process because you might find out that the association that you're a member of actually books speakers for like a year in advance. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so when do you, when do you start planning for the following year? Great. That's when I'll reach out to you. Oh, that's fine. Oh my God. I love that. That is, wow. I, I mean, we're going to underscore that line because that's brilliant because, and I thank you so much for sharing that because I think sometimes even when they find it, they're like, okay, what do I say? How do I ask them? And you just gave us just that one, one liner was brilliant as an opening. And like you said, it just, you know, and I think too also takes their nervousness because I think sometimes people are like, oh my God, what are they going to think of me? But like you said, it's not like you're asking hire me or book me to speak. You're just asking for the process. So I think if somebody was to now approach an organization or approach a person, um, you know, the nervousness might be a little bit lessened because you're asking about the process versus really feeling like you're putting yourself out there asking for the sale. So that's so brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Right. And then from there, you'll have experience and then Mm. you can get referrals. So that's how you start tapping into the, what I'm going to call the cold market, the people Mm. that you don't know, the organizations that you don't know, that you don't have some sort of a contact with. Yeah. And and I think we talked about this. I mean, we spoke before and I know for me, like, I mean, I've done a lot of speaking and paid speaking and a lot of times sometimes people ask me like, how'd you get that? And sometimes I'll say, People reached out to me, but it was just from that where when I was speaking and there was an organizer who happened to be in attendance and they'll get an email saying, you know, I attended blah, 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 where you were speaking. We have an event coming up, whether it's next month, next year, a few months from now, um, you know, would you be interested? Can we connect? So a lot of that has been, you know, hasn't been me pursuing things, but it's been it almost like it's just now snowballing because I'm speaking and then now from that speaking, somebody else is there and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that's just a great, like it's a great opportunity. And then it lets you now start to get, build momentum uh, in speaking. Here's what I call that, Ucheski, is that speaking is the gift that keeps on giving. It truly is. 
because just like somebody was in your audience. Yeah. You know, there might be somebody in your audience, like, and this has happened to me multiple times. Somebody gets on your email list and then like, it could be years later and they're like, Hey, I'm on a committee putting together this conference. And that's how your name got pulled. That's how that, that, like somebody's on your email list and heard you speak before and they, they suggested you. So it, it just, it does, it snowballs, but you, you have to get the one started. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Going back to the listeners, you like, yeah, I didn't just sit in a corner thinking, okay, I want to talk. I want to speak. I want to say, like, I did reach out to people in the beginning, right? I did like, Hey, my name is blah, 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 and I do this, da, 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 da. and then when I did a speaking thing, I, even if I had like a little clip of it, I would share it. But yeah, it started with that. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. Okay. So, you know, we have the talk, we have, you know, we know, um, you know, when we start to the, the potential that it has, but of course, I think it also comes down to, what we're sharing and how it connects. And so we both know that clarity in our message is so important and foundational in crafting a great talk. So can you share how can we begin to gain more clarity on our message and really truly understand you know, who we serve and actually how we serve them so we can somehow incorporate that into our talk and then from there we can actually reach the right people that may be in the audience. Like any suggestions you can help with that? All right, that's a lot right there. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as I, as I was listening to that question, it makes me think of, um, one of the things that I help my clients do and also my students in my program is craft their foundational phrase. Mm. Now, this is this is going to be very different from what your messaging is, but it's similar. Like, for example, I'm all about using speaking and leveraging it as your best form of marketing. So in my presentations, you'll hear me say over and over and over again, speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. Speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. Speaking is the fastest way to grow your email list, you know, to get fully booked out. They, like my audience will hear that over and over and over again. So that by the end, they're just like, oh yeah, speaking is the fastest way to grow, grow your business. And so then I get known as, well, I'm the person who talks about speaking being the fastest way to grow your business. So that's one way that I'm sharing that, like, like almost like a, a six second marketing clip, if you will, throughout my pre- the presentation. And then there's also that you are sharing your authority. Like, you know, like once you grab the audience's attention, like right from the beginning, because you want to mm-hmm. get the audience to lean in, mm-hmm. but then, then you have to give them like, why you? Why should I continue to listen to you? What gives you the right to speak on this topic? And that's what I call the authority section before you go into the more the value section of the presentation. Mm. Um, So that's part of it. And also like, how do you attract the right people? That was another part of the question. Yeah. To make sure that you're, you're in the right rooms, so to speak, to make sure that you are speaking in front of the right audience. So in other words, you know, you and I work great with coaches, you know, I'm not going to go speak to an audience of of engineers. (laughs) It just wouldn't work. (laughs) You know, you know, I, it like, there would be this disconnect and like, I would feel weird in front of them and they would sense that weirdness. And then I would not get very good reviews, so to speak. So that's another part of it that you want to make sure that you're in front of the right audience. But something that I, I didn't share earlier, and this number comes back from uh, stats from 2018, 
There are on average 7,500 speaking opportunities every single day. 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 Incredible. That's about 150 opportunities, you know, every single day. And I'm like close to the Massachusetts border. So I used to say, well, that means I have 300 opportunities every single day. No. Um, It comes out to... uh, um, now, because the uh, actually, I'm trying to do math in my head. <laughs> so that's not working well while while I'm trying to talk. Um, so there's so much opportunity because the the um, the virtual speaker and the virtual audience yeah. isn't going away. And I actually think those numbers are grossly underestimated because there's different stages. Like this is your stage. I have a podcast, so I've created my own stage. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, like, so there's so many more stages, like you can create your own stage over on Instagram, have a live show, you know, constantly go on there and like do some sort of, you know, like an IG story on Facebook, live streaming, creating your own videos. There's so many different stages. It's so much more than the actual stage platform. Oh my God. Incredible. Now, you know, cause you're known as, you know, like you just said, where actually I'm going to say where I love that you said you keep saying that because I just saw it in my head right away. I thought of, Oh my gosh, subliminal messaging. Like you keep doing it. And now you've ingrained it to them because you've been seeding that message over and over and yes. over again throughout. So now they get it. You've they've bought into that fact. And then now they can um, reach out to you afterwards because you sold them on that because you kept repeating it. Um, it even like one line, something where, how does one get clear on what their thing is? Like, is there something that maybe they can start re- like reflecting on um, in terms of that? Like we're for their business, right? Like how can they, like, what is that? Like, what is that foundational one liner for them? Like, how can they start finding that for themselves? So what I tell, tell my clients and students is like, if you put your hands together, like literally just cup them together. Like you're giving your audience a gift. What is that one gift you want them to walk away with? Like that one piece of nugget, one, Mm. like one, that's the start of trying to come up with your one liner. So it needs to be short and repeatable. So no long sentences, that's just going to be hard for the audience to remember. So that by the, because the goal is by the end of your presentation, the audience can almost mouth your, your one liner along with you. Oh my God. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Okay. So I I want, I have to ask this story. Like you have an incredible story of having a client who went from being booed off stage to then signing a $10,000 client from a 10 minute, like 10 minute talk. Can you please tell us a little bit about, you know, that story and how you were able to get such a transformation for, uh, for that client? That was such a fun, um, uh, to, for, for him to, to come back to me and tell me that he got this $10,000 client. Now, Incredible. what I want people to understand is that the shorter the presentation, the more important every single word is. Ooh, okay, hold on. One we need to underscore that. The shorter the presentation, the more important every word is. Yes. So think about when you're at a networking event and you Mm. are kind of giving your elevator pitch, what you do, like you've already crafted that out. You do not wing that. Yeah. So every word matters. So same thing with a 10 minute presentation. 
So we basically, I changed, I helped him alter his ending. His call to action and why somebody would want to reach out to him, why somebody would want um, to work with him. And somebody came up to him afterwards and it was just some slight changes, but his getting booed off the stage. He, I mean, he told me the story like later on that he literally, he was giving a presentation and he said, he goes, it was so horrible that the organizer just was like, maybe you should just get off. Oh (laughs) my God. Yeah. you, you, You might as well stop here. And he said, it stopped him from speaking for like three years. Oh, wow. But deep down inside, he knew that speaking was the fastest way to grow your business. Mm, So he knew that he had to get back out there. And that was one of the reasons why we ended up working together. And Mm. so, yeah, in a 10 minute presentation, he walked away, like somebody walked up to him afterwards and handed his business card and said, like, I need to work with you. Wow. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that. Because I'm just thinking where, so in that three years, you know, how many $10,000 opportunities could he have had, right? And so this is where your work is needed. Just, I mean, I can see so many entrepreneurs needing this work so much. And like, that's what just like, as I'm hearing the story where, you know, it was three years that it took him from that position, how many $10,000 opportunities were lost, right? And how, and had he stayed stuck in having a story around, I can never do this, this opportunity would not have opened up. And now I'm sure now being that confident to do it over and over again, like that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. And and one of the things that I teach people is how to really subconsciously tap into the desires of their Mm. audience to also tell the right stories that address the objections that they're feeling or thinking either consciously or feeling and thinking subconsciously. Ooh, that's and so that's what makes that conversion because your presentation needs to be three C's compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting. Ooh, compelling, captivating, and converting. Yes. The three Love C's. It. Three C's. Love those three C's. Okay. So as you've worked with your clients and you've seen it and you've, you know, done, you've done a lot of talks yourself. What are the bis- biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs make when they speak publicly? Okay. So one is waiting, Mm. waiting to be asked, waiting to craft their presentation. So it's like, well, I'm not going to craft a presentation until I get booked. Oh yeah. You know, and then you get booked and then you're just like, or somebody asks you and it's just like, you feel like, oh my God, I'm not ready. Mm. So I always tell people like, you need to get ready to be ready. Yes. So that's one. I think too many people put this emphasis on themselves that I have to be perfect or only famous people get asked to speak Mm. Uh, that if I'm speaking, it's going to be in front of a large audience. And it, like I said, like speaking needs to be redefined. Yeah. Like I speak in masterminds all the time. Yeah. and, and I love those intimate audiences along with those bigger audiences. The other thing I think that people put too much emphasis on is, and what stops them is the ums and ahs and other filler words. Mm. They think, well, I use ums and ahs and filler words. And so therefore, like, I have to conquer that first in order for me to become a speaker. Ah. It's like, you know, like ums and ahs are actually just a part of our natural conversation. You know, like you can go back and like, you know, count how many I did just in this podcast alone. (laughs) 
that, so th- those are some of the things that I think prevent people. But once you're up in front, it's talking too fast and over delivering, mm. trying to oh. do too much. Those are the two things that I would say that, um, that really, um, that really separate you from becoming like a novice compared to somebody that looks like they've done this multiple times. Wow. I love that. Now, you know, you've all talked a little bit about this where you talked about the subconscious, but I, you know, I had a question where, is there like a secret sauce or method uh, that you can share for converting the audience into clients and increasing your sales? Um, and I think going back to, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about just that whole um, persuasive persuasion and really speaking um, to their objections. Would, would you say that would be the answer to that? That, that is the answer yeah. is to be able to tell the right stories mm. so that the audience sees themselves. That's, that's exactly why speakers tell stories so mm. that the audience can see themselves in the story. So tell the right stories that speak to the audience's objections. You know, and the objections are all around belief, time belief. or money. Mm, beliefs, you know. time and money. Beliefs, time, and money. I don't have enough time for this. This will take too much time. I don't have the money for this. Oh, that's nice that that worked for you, but that will never work for me. That will never work for my clients. For my, that doesn't work in my industry. Mm. All of those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess sharing stories within that talk that addresses those concerns as it relates to those three key areas. Yes. Absolutely love that. Now, speaking about sales and conversions, you know, one of the areas that you help your clients with is in sales. Um, do you, why do you think so many heart-centered entrepreneurs, especially women, because I see this all the time. Yes, men have it too, but I think I see it all the time with women. Like why they resist sales and, you know, what suggestions do you have to help them with this, to help them just really start to embrace and see what sales can do for them and their business? First off, life is sales. Life is life is sales. Sales. So let's just take this. Like your husband comes home and says, Hey honey, like let's all go out for dinner for pizza. And you say, you know, I was kind of like, I've been daydreaming about sushi for the past Mm. couple of days. How about we go for sushi and we'll get some pizza like over the weekend. I mean, that's, that's influence. That's basically you are selling the sushi dinner. That's so true. I think too many times we've all had a bad experience being on that higher end of sales. So we think, I don't want to come across as slimy Mm -hmm. um, and pushy like Mm -hmm. that happened to me. So one is you get to do sales your own way. And I teach people how to do it in a way that's conversational. So when they're, when they're crafting their presentation, they like, I have people memorize like the ending so that you know exactly how long it is. You know exactly what you're going to say. And so that you don't stress and you don't rush through your ending and, you know, and then it sounds very conversational. Like, Hey, if you want to know more information, I have a great PDF that you might want to download. And all you have to do is go to, or book a call with me. There is no way that I can share all of this information with you. And this is, this is, you can, anyone who's listening to this, you can actually use this dialogue. There is no way that I could share with you my 20 years of speaking experience in one podcast episode. So book a call with me to learn more. Brilliant. It just sounds conversational. Yeah. Love it. And it can be that simple. Yeah. I think we just get into our heads about it, but it really could be that simple. Oh, love that. 
Lorianne, I mean, it is so clear your passion about helping entrepreneurs to be more visible and to really own their story and voice. And I have to ask, where does this passion come from? Passion comes from because it happened to me, like that terrible speech that I told you about in the beginning. People came up to me and said, you didn't mention like a website or that you work with clients. Is there like a, like, like people actually asked me like, how can I find out more information? And I was just like, real, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I really thought it was just a fluke, but then I did it again and it happened again. And I thought there's something to this. Now I did go into the professional speaking you know, root. And then I kind of, um, now I'm helping entrepreneurs like leverage this because I just don't think enough people are using speaking and really tapping into it and how it can actually help them grow their business so much faster. I love that. Oh my goodness, Lorianne, so much nuggets, so much wisdom, so much experience. You just dropped for us today. Thank you so much for coming here, sharing with us. And I know, I know people are going to have so much and where can we connect with you? And of course, it's going to be all in our show notes, but just for now, where can they can get more of this goodness and nuggets from you? Thank you. So I would say one place is over on my podcast, which is Be In Demand with Laurieann. And my, I hang out on Instagram a lot. So we'll have the Instagram, um, handle over there, which is laurianne.mirabito. My website is speakandstandout.com. And for those people that are in your audience that are like, how do I get started? I'm just not sure. You know, grab the directory of places to speak because it's broken down into industry. So whatever your industry is, so that I kind of give you some ideas on here's who to reach out to. So that is at speakandstandout.com forward slash directory. Ooh, even more goodness. Anybody that's listening, all you're listening, just jump in, run over there and grab this information. Because again, we know how much speaking, I know for me personally, it has helped my business so much. And uh, like, you've got all the resources there. So if you're just sitting there, I'm like, I want more, run over there and get it. Again, Lorianne, thank you so much for being here. And I love spending this time with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dream Life Designer podcast. If you found this podcast useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and share with your friends and family. With your assistance, I can help others cultivate their dream life through their purpose-driven business and help them gain more financial freedom. Don't forget to visit mypowerliving.com and get your free multiple income creation workshop to learn how to monetize your knowledge, passion, and gifts. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening.